Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Now, the Electoral Commission has reiterated that it will file an application this afternoon for the Constitutional Court to allow the local government elections to be held by the end of February next year. The polls were scheduled for the 27th of October this year. However, the Musaneke Inquiry has recommended that the date be postponed until February due to the COVID-19 pandemic. IEC Chairperson Glenn Mashinini says that the date will remain until and if the Constitutional Court rules otherwise. The Commission has taken note of yesterday's proclamation of the 2021 local government elections by the Honorable Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Dr. Nkosazana Zamini Zuma. The proclamation follows legally sanctioned consultation processes between the minister and the commission. We appreciate the constitutional and statutory obligation of the Honorable Minister to proclaim the election date in the context where there is currently no court order on the deferment of the municipal elections. The proclamation triggers the requirement for the Commission to publish an election timetable. The Commission will undertake the activities which must be performed in terms of the timetables until a competent court orders uh, differently. The election timetable spans 85 days and lays down the key dates and deadlines for various electoral milestones until the voting day of the 27th of October 2021. The election timetable will be published today, 4th of August 2021. The first legal consequence of the proclamation is to close the voters' role for the purposes of the election on the 27th of October 2021. And this means no new voters may be admitted to the voters' roll for the proclaimed election date. And this is inclusive of all forms of registration that is both physical as well as our electronic uh, registration. Mashinini also says that the proclamation has a number of implications for the Electoral Commission and the Electoral Program. The matter raises weighty constitutional matters involving the balancing of rights enshrined in the Constitution. And this court application is an extraordinary one and presumably unprecedented. The issues which are core to the application have a bearing on political rights, a right to life, bodily and psychological integrity, and access to health of citizens of the country. The application will undoubtedly offer the Constitutional Court another opportunity to contribute to the evolving jurisprudence of our constitutional order. The application is also launched on an agent basis because there is a need for certainty in the preparations for the municipal elections. 
and the Commission and the electoral stakeholders are currently in an untenable position where preparations are proceeding for the election on the 27th of October 2021, whilst at the same time anticipating the outcome of the Constitutional Court application. The nature of the relief sought by the Commission is largely predicated on the impossibility to perform a constitutional obligation, which is the conduct of an election of municipal council by the 1st of November 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the measures government instituted to curb the spread of the virus. And uh, that was IEC Chairperson uh, Glenn Mashinini. For more on this, uh, we're joined on the line by the Executive Chairperson of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa, Terry Tselane. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon, Terry. Uh, good afternoon to you and to your listeners. Terry, firstly, um, what are the chances of the Constitutional Court ruling in favour of the election date remaining? Anything is possible. Um, you know, uh, when you take a matter to the Constitutional Court, it does not necessarily mean that it's a fait accompli and that the Constitutional Court will agree necessarily with your uh, prayers. Uh, so uh, it is possible that the Constitutional Court could still reject uh, the request from the IEC uh, to have the elections postponed. And uh, just looking at that, uh, and, and hence I ask about the possibility of that, uh, or what would some of the arguments be, given that we've seen the work of the Museneke uh, inquiry and, of course, the recommendations that they came up with? Uh, but um, just looking at some of the rules and regulations, for example, uh, the term of a municipal council, uh, are these some of the arguments uh, that could come into play very strongly? Absolutely. Remember that the, the role of the courts is basically to interpret uh, the legislation and the application thereof. So uh, Section 159, it's a very important uh, section, uh, particularly Section 159, subsection uh, 1, that says that the municipal council's term of office is five years. So the IEC would have to cross that hurdle first uh, to say why they would want to uh, go beyond a constitutionally stipulated period. And then once they've gone through that particular hurdle, uh, then, uh, you know, the constitutional court will then make a decision as to whether uh, they have uh, provided persuasive reasons for uh, the postponement. But I think it was very clever of the IEC as well uh, that they have included a prayer almost similar to what happened in the clockwork matter where... Uh, they were, the Constitutional Court declared uh, the, the implementation of Section 16, Subsection 3 of uh, the Electoral Act to be unconstitutional, and then uh, suspended the invalidity thereof. So one of their prayers is to say uh, they must also uh, perhaps declare this election uh, or non-election non, non, uh, as uh, unconstitutional, and then but suspend the unconstitutionality thereof. Basically, what it means is that by not holding the elections within a constitutional stipulated period of 90 days after the date of the last elections, the IEC would be found to have acted unconstitutional, and but that unconstitutionality would then be uh, 
would be suspended, the invalidity thereof. So very interesting. And um, as you said right at the onset, um, it's not a fait accompli. It's not a given that um, the Constitutional Court uh, will necessarily rule in favor of uh, the prayers before it. Because if you look at, uh, for example, the Musineke inquiry and its recommendations and uh, the recommendation to move the election to February 2022, um, one of the reasons there uh, speaks to allowing for a community immunity, herd immunity through vaccination. But of course, there's no guarantee that we would have attained herd immunity status by that time. Absolutely. And then the reason why uh, the IEC is uh, preparing to uh, proceed with the elections is because firstly, there is no guarantee that uh, they will win and that the constitutional court will um, rule in their favor. Uh, so if the Constitutional Court does not, the IC does not want to be found to be in violation of the Constitution by firstly ignoring um, the constitutional and legally binding proclamation that was uh, made by the minister, and secondly to be in violation of their constitutional duty of having to manage and deliver the elections in terms of Section 190 of the Constitution. So. Uh, uh, it is a clever move from that side, and therefore they've got to proceed with the arrangement. But I can assure you uh, that uh, because this comes at a time when the political parties are not even ready uh, at all, they've got to be able to gather in order to uh, uh, in order to be able to nominate people who will be serving in various areas. And the current situation is that the political parties are not allowed to gather uh, to be able to do so. Now. I can guarantee you that this is actually going to, if the elections proceed on the 27th of October, uh, with the political parties not being ready, the political parties will definitely take the matter to the constitutional court to nullify the elections. And I think it is they stand a very good chance by taking that report of uh, Justice Musaneke and indicating that they, uh, the current political environment and legal environment where the president has imposed certain restrictions on political gatherings, uh, that it does not allow them to be able to meet uh, the legal obligations, constitutional legal obligations in terms of the Constitution. And again, uh, Terry, you know, we're speaking as if uh, that is a matter that is also pretty much decided. But isn't there a question as to whether the courts, the constitutional court even, does have the powers to actually change uh, um, or agree to this term of office of legislators, for example, being extended? You know, it is such an important uh, question that we are raising, Sakim. And I've been saying what the IEC should have done is basically uh, to approach Parliament as well and then and, and ask uh, Parliament to amend Section 159 uh, to cater for eventualities such as this. Uh, and then and, and because the Constitutional Court is going to say to them, uh, firstly, that our role is not to make laws. Our role is to interpret law and the application thereof. Now you have a stumbling block, which is Section 159 of the Constitution, uh, which requires 
a municipal council to serve for five years. And you want us to go beyond what is constitutionally stipulated, which is to have the elections within 90 days after the date of the last elections in order to be able to comply with Section 159 of the Constitution. So uh, the question is going to be, why did you not go to the lawmakers to ask them uh, to amend Section 159 in order to allow this? And then the pronouncement, the public pronouncements that I've heard from the IEC in relation to this, particularly when they appeared before the uh, Portfolio Committee, were not convincing because Portfolio Committee asked the same question to say, why are you not coming to Parliament uh, to amend Section 159? And uh, all they did was just to uh, elaborate on the process that was there. So you can't second guess what Parliament would have done or how long Parliament would have taken uh, to amend Section 159 in order to allow for eventualities such as this. So if uh, I had to give them advice, I would say to them, uh, whilst you are approaching the Constitutional Court, there is nothing stopping you from actually approaching Parliament at the same time and, and saying to Parliament, uh, please, as the lawmakers, uh, amend the Section 159, and Parliament would then have to look at how uh, speedily they can deal with that particular aspect. If they go to the Constitutional Court armed with a letter from Parliament to say uh, this is impossible to do within the current period, then uh, it will strengthen their case. But if they go then and they ask a question to say why didn't you go to the rather to Parliament or to the lawmakers and amend Section 159 in order to allow uh, for a municipal council uh, to have a particular, uh, 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 rather to go beyond the five year if uh, the circumstances uh, such as uh, natural disasters and all that do not allow. Um, you know, why didn't you go to the to parliament and to lawmakers to amend it? Mm. They will find it extremely difficult. Uh, to convince the Constitutional Court. It's a very interesting one, Terry, because the Constitution and uh, uh, the law does not provide for an extension as it currently stands uh, of the term of a municipal council. So, as you said, should have approached the lawmakers, but in doing so, they would still, um, even in Parliament, uh, in processing this law, need a supermajority, according to uh, Justice Musaneke. Indeed, but that is not their problem. Mm. Their problem would have been that they have actually gone to, to the lawmakers to say this is impossible. And then the lawmakers themselves would uh, uh, argue about uh, uh, that. Uh, but that is not the problem of the IEC. The IEC would have done a legally sound, uh, would have taken a legally sound step by approaching the, the, uh, the lawmakers and saying, uh, please uh, change uh, this uh, largely because of the kind of the problem they have. You know, so unfortunately, they've not closed that loop, and uh, it, it might actually be a big problem for them when they go to the Constitutional Court. Well, let's hope they're listening so uh, that they will at least pick up on it at this stage and uh, perhaps make haste of uh, covering all the bases. Uh, and, of course, uh, free and fair elections, which is the other point, lastly, Terry, if and considering everything that is happening, the scenarios that we've just outlined, are free and fair elections possible during a pandemic? No, I have argued that it is not possible. In fact, I'm one of the people who, when we appeared before the, the, the inquiry of Justice Musaneke, I argued very strongly 
uh, for the postponement of the elections on the basis of this. Um, but having said that, uh, the IEC has got to follow legal processes for the issue of the postponement. And as I suggested, they should have done three things. One uh, is to approach the minister in terms of Section 8, Subsection 1 of the Municipal Electoral Act and ask her to postpone the elections, particularly because now she has proclaimed. Because remember that the minister is empowered by Section 24 of the Municipal Structures Act to declare or to determine the date of the election. So that determination happens when there is a proclamation. So before then, there was no proclamation, there was no determination. It was just an announcement by the president. Now that uh, that has happened, what they should have done is to go to the minister and say, uh, Minister, we want you to uh, postpone the elections. They are empowered by the uh, Electoral Act to approach the person who says the date of the elections to postpone those elections if it is not possible uh, to have free and fair elections. And then immediately, as I suggested, they should also be approaching Parliament and saying, uh, it does not appear possible to, for us to have the elections within a constitutional stipulated period, and then ask for the amendment of Section 159. And then the third step is to go to the constitutional court and do what they're currently doing. But those three important steps are so necessary uh, for, the for the purpose of postponement of the elections. Jerry Tilani, thank you so much for your time. Executive Chairperson of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa. Uh, just uh, unpacking, basically looking at various scenarios that could play out regarding the postponement or the request for the postponement of the local government election. Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m.